Morning. I'm going to take a few breaths because it is really emotional. <laughs> and for those of you on Zoom who can't see Sharia, I feel like all I need to do is, is describe what I see in front of me to say what freedom is. Sharia, Jesus has set you free. And we are all here today to rejoice with you on this amazing day where you have proclaimed Jesus as your Lord. And for those who can't see Sharia, she has the most gorgeous smile. It just beams. So when I think of freedom, I'm always going to think of your smile. And you at that church in Iran, where you had fear, and today you have no fear. Many of us won't know that freedom like you have experienced. I want us to turn to Galatians 5, where the message today, I think it's a simple message. There is so much, I got so excited about this, there is so much in the Bible about freedom and God's love and the law and Moses and the Israelites going through the Red Sea and baptizing to Moses, but we haven't got time for that. I've been told I've got 15 minutes tops. But what I would encourage you to do, and young people who have looked at freedom this weekend, is have a read. Have a read of some of that. Have a read of Galatians. Have a read of 1 John 3 afterwards, because I'm not going to go into all of it. It says, verse 1, it is for freedom that Christ has set you free. Stand firm. And do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. And I just want us to explore that a little bit today. What do you think of when you think of freedom? I asked some of the young people who were around at my lunch house the other day, when I say freedom, what do you think of? And the images they had were um, prison breaks. They were... Um, what was the film when she's on the top of the mountain at the end, twirling around like this? Thank you, the hills are alive music. You know, we all have these images of freedom. Some of you might have brave hearts, you know, not a nice film, too much goriness. But you will all have your own images of what you think freedom is, chains being broken. Have a think about what the feeling of freedom feels like. So if you've ever done like a big walk with a great big rucksack on your back, or you've done a walk and the children no longer want to walk and you've got to put them on your shoulders and then you'll have one on your back. If you're Alex, you'll have one on your shoulders, one on your back, one there and one there. And then at the end, when you take them off, that feeling when your shoulders can relax again. Hang on to that feeling. Because that feeling is what Jesus has given us in him. Sometimes maybe we think about being a Christian as a life where we're good, we're really good, we're not so good, we're not worthy, we're good, we're not so good, and we go through life ups and downs, good, not good, good, not good, and we get to the end and God goes, mm, no, you've not quite made it, sorry, or yeah, you've just about got in. If you think of Christianity like that, you don't understand freedom. That is not it. But sometimes, I remember as a young person thinking, I'm not sure I'll ever quite be good enough. 
we're seeing it through the wrong lens. Because actually, that freedom that we have been given, let's think about what are we being freed from, okay? Because the lens God looks through is a lens of love. So what are we being freed from? We're being freed from the entanglement of sin. We're being freed from the entrapment. We're being freed from death. We've just seen here, we've seen Sharia go into the waters like Jesus died and rose again. Through baptism we are. We are dying with Christ and we are rising with Christ. So, sometimes we might have that classic feeling of, I'm not good enough. Well, do you know what? God, his power is made perfect in our weakness through Jesus Christ. Fundamentally, it is about God and it is about grace. Grace isn't something we can earn. It is given to us freely by God and his desire for us. John 3.16, for God so loved the world, he gave us his only begotten son. I said to the, the children, I said, you know, we think of freedom in the Bible. We think of the Israelites, let my people go. Moses there with his staff. And they go through the sea and God's holding that sea back. And then lets it go so they can be free. And what's he do? He gives them Ten Commandments. Well, that doesn't sound very free, does it? You've got to live like this. But actually, it was helping them. Can you imagine a world without rules to help us do the right thing? Well, in Romans 6, it says, Don't you know that all of us were baptised into Christ Jesus, were baptised into his death? We were buried with him through baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Shereya is going to live a new life. You too could live a new life. You might have already been baptised and you might be trying to live that new life, but having ups and downs. It goes on in verse 5. For if we've been united with him in death like this, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like this, we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with our bodies ruled by sin we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been set free from sin so we are being freed from sin we are being freed from being ruled by sin Jesus was the perfect sacrifice he did it once for all of us and if we ever need reminding of how we are set free, look at that victory. Look at the cross that bore our burden. Look at the grave that was empty. Last Sunday, we remembered, didn't we, the Easter Sunday. The grave was empty. And remember the power in the resurrection. So no matter where you are in your life, whether it is good or it is bad, God's power is made perfect in our weakness. And just as God is, was holding back them waters back then, and he was in the pillar of fire, and he was in the small voice, 
God can be with you in the big things and the little things. And, in, and it goes on to say in Ephesians 3 verse 12, in him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom, but not just freedom, confidence. So if you're not a confident person, I'm, I'm not, you know, you struggle with accepting that grace. Jesus has paved that way. God has been trying to reconcile us to him since the beginning. And through Jesus' sacrifice, that way to him is open. That curtain was tore as he rose from the grave. So that we may approach God, not just without freedom from sin, but our confidence. So what are we going to do with our freedom? Because it's not about what, just about what we're free from. What are we going to do with it? Because we've all got a choice. And it does say, and Paul says, you know, in the Galatians letter, he says, you know, everything's permissible, but not everything is beneficial. And we try to tell our children this. We try to tell ourselves this. And sometimes we can convince ourselves it's all right. But actually, in verse 13 of Galatians 5, Paul says this. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbour as yourself. So if you worry that becoming a Christian seems a bit too much like hard work because there are too many rules, thou shalt not do this, this and this. Well, this is a positive one. It doesn't say don't do this. It says do this. So this one thing I would say in terms of what you should do with your freedom. Serve one another humbly in love. This one command, love your neighbour as yourself. Can you imagine if just for one day, the whole world just had to do that one command? We wouldn't have bombs, we wouldn't have missiles, we wouldn't have hate, we wouldn't have... Jealousy, we wouldn't have any of that. We would have a perfect day. Sounds like kingdom, doesn't it? (laughs) So for me, what I would say to you, don't waste your freedom. I mean, there's a lot in what Paul's saying here where he's kind of given them a bit of a telling off, if I'm honest, in the letter to the Galatians. But ultimately, he's saying, God loves you. Don't waste the freedom. Love one another. Love your neighbour. For me, that is, it's the crux of it all. It's what Jesus came to do. So it's a positive. And in these chapters, it talks about asking us, don't let sin be your master. So today, you might be sitting here, you might have been baptised for years, you might have been baptised for 20 minutes like Shreya. There might be aspects of your life where sin is the master. It might be you worry about what others think. It might be you have addiction. It might be that you struggle to be kind to others. It might be a whole host of things. It might be anxiety. It might be you are struggling to accept the grace of the gift God has given us in the sacrifice. Don't let sin be your master, he says. So today we've got a fabulous opportunity to rejoice in this victory, to 
to come to the table of the Lord and say, I'm not good enough, but you are. Thank you for loving me. And I'm going to go out and I'm going to love my neighbour because that's what you've told me to do. So, simple lesson for today. What do we have freedom from? From sin, from the burden of guilt, that lifting off. Feel that today. Bring it to Jesus. Have it lifted off. The way to God is open. You can come with confidence through Jesus. That's what you're free to do. And what are we going to do with it? Accept the grace of God. Accept he loves you. He loves you, Soraya. He loves you, Lucy. He loves you, Malcolm. He loves every single one of us here. And he gave his son for us. And let us go then, as slaves to God of righteousness, no longer masters to our sin. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. So today, on this joyous day, I say to you, accept this, respond this, but let's celebrate as we break bread that we have this opportunity of freedom. And I want to finish with some words from Ephesians as a prayer to Yushair and to us as a church. Ephesians 3, verse 16 to 21. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with the power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts, all of your hearts, through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power. God has given us his spirit to have power to do these things. Together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church, in this church, in this family, and in Christ Jesus throughout the generations, forever and ever. Amen.